Are you ready to listen to a podcast? podcast. Here comes the Playhouse Podcast. Thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Find, subscribe, and listen. Liam and his schooling, he takes it so seriously. Every Friday, he makes sure that... Nerd. It's all A's. His mind is on the prize. He wants to be that student athlete, you know, and he wants to... What's his mama to get that bumper sticker? And I want the bumper sticker. <laughs> but I, I ran across this uh, audio of Kevin Hart. Listen to this. I'm, I'm the best father in the world when it comes to the understanding of dumb. <laughs> I say this humbly. I remember me and my son had a conversation. He got a C. It was like a C minus, a C plus on the subject he was struggling. He was like, dang, man, I got a C minus, a C plus. I gave him a high five. <laughs> he was like, what? I said, hey, man, I'm going to keep it real with you, son. <laughs> I wasn't pulling that. <laughs> I said, that can go on the fridge if you wanted to. Now, I'm not telling you. So I know that you guys have always had, what's the GPA? That the rule is at? you have to pull a B average if you want to be an athlete. That's just the rule. That was my parents' rule. My, yeah. my wife didn't grow up that way, but I thought it was really strong that we needed to tell them. I, I, here's the deal. I played ball with too many dumb athletes. Yeah. And it really always disappointed me. And it, it, not like disappointed me like when your kid screws up, but it was like, this is so stupid to be. Why don't you concentrate more on school? In, like, you know how many people are actually going to be professional athletes? Like, I know. Like, one, like a tenth of a percent. I got to keep my kid's dream alive. In his mind, he's playing college basketball. But I'm like, listen, if that falls short... Don't you want to be one of those smart cookies that can do whatever you want and regardless so he's on board? At seventy, you gotta be smart. Yeah. You're not gonna be an athlete anymore. You're probably not gonna be an athlete into your thirties. I wish I, I said to him, I'm like, I'm so jealous of your work ethic in school. Like I did not have that. And my mom was a teacher. Uh. I don't know if my sister and my brother had it. I don't know how they did. They went to a private school. I went to a public they school. They seem a lot smarter than you. Do they? Yeah. They speak when I talk French to them. and yeah. yeah, they're doing well. They seem bright. Um, but I just, I do like, it's weird when your kid is better than you. It's a weird spot to be in, right? Like, I always thought that though. That's what I wanted. That was, that was goal I number that one. Too. I wanted my children to be better than me. That I've always said that to my wife and she's got this She's way more of a nurturer where I'm more of a, I look a hundred years into the future yeah. and uh, are my kids going to have a better legacy than I left them? That's what I look at. It's a, may, maybe the wrong way of looking at it, but I always wanted them to do better than I did. That was never a, a, a takeaway. I never wanted them to be like, you know, yeah, I was. I'll never was show them that loser. I'm proud of him at all because I just yeah, I haven't can't show all that. my cards. Yeah. But <laughs> either way, I just thought that audio was funny because, you know, Maybe you did pull a C average, a D, and then your kids are pulling A's, and it's just like, that puts you to shame. I just like when they've done stuff you haven't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I remember the first game my son had, like, a five-hit game in yeah. baseball. I was like, I never did that. Like, I think that is so awesome, and I think kids really can grow from that stuff. Because, <clears throat> excuse me, because as parents, you, you've got a Mendoza line, whether it's grades, uh, the arts, athletics, whatever the deal is. You've got a Mendoza line, and once they surpass you, if you're not humbled by that but then super proud of that, then I think there's something missing there. Yesterday, my son passed his driver's test. First take. Shut up. Yeah. Really? Yeah, my wife drove him up there. Good for him. uh, She uh, she texted me. She's like, he passed. He's so happy. And uh, (laughs) his poor picture. Uh, Oh, God. He looked like he had just gotten off a stagecoach with Jesse James, and they had robbed everybody. Yeah. He had that that mean happy look on his face sure and i'm like oh that'll play well for the next couple of years because how i mean how often do you get your picture taken? is it four 
I think it's every four. So four. is he driving himself to school today? I think today's his first day. Yeah, oh, I think today. Snap. Yeah. So uh, so last night we we have church and then he has a confirmation classes after. So Trish and I drove. And then he drove so that, but yeah. last night was the first opportunity where we could just like leave him somewhere. And how uh, is she doing? I think she's fine with it. Remember, it's our third. So I we're, know, we're but a little bit, baby. we're a little bit weathered to it. But I'm telling you, with hockey season right around the corner and some of those games and practices going until nine or 10, be uh, nice. I'm very, very happy about the fact that everybody now can drive and do what they want. So yeah. uh, that's a good spot. So, and he was very, very happy because my son, my older son, Flunked his permit test the first time, but then yeah. passed his driver's test the first time. My daughter hit the permit test, no problem, but then flunked her driver's test. So he he's like constantly a competitor. He's like, I'm going to be the first one in our family to pass the permit test and the driver's test at the very same time, you know, the very first take. And so that was his competition. Won't live it down. Yeah. They won't so live it that's down. That's it. And he'll, I'm sure he texted them all already. But uh, he was very, very excited about that. So that was kind of the hot spot in our day yesterday. Uh, got in a good workout. And then uh, my wife had the dog groomed. Yeah. And apparently we went to, we have a golden doodle and we went too long without getting her groomed. So they basically shaved or bald. Oh, God. Such but did ugly... they leave her face? Because oh, that's the the best. A, a little bit, but uh, but it's so, everything is so, like, we thought our dog was a big dog. Yeah. And they shaved it down. I'm like, this thing is malnutrition city. <laughs> like, it, you can see its ribs and stuff yeah. like that. I'm like, oh my gosh, that poor dog. And like, I don't want to be around it when it's like shaving down now. All it, the other dogs are yeah, talking about her. It looks it's weak. It's really a bad look yeah. for our dog. And I can tell my wife is wanting to be like, you know, sympathetic to it and stuff. Yeah. But it just looks like, uh, yep. it's just too skinny. It looks like meth dog. You know what I mean? Like it's just been not eating. You know, the woke people out there are not going to be happy with you. Skinny shaming your dog. Yeah, well, it looks better fat. Have you already put your boat away? Ah, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's on land. It is, like, who does it? Like, what? What's the Little process? Crow Marine in Spicer? They come pick up my pontoon and then they winterize it and then they store it and oh. then they bring it back out in the spring. Oh, that's pretty incredible. Um, I had a cousin who had his boat stolen from him. Oh. I know that wasn't that a worry of yours last year? You like drove by and it wasn't there. Yeah, so I well, worried it wasn't uh, there. It was my uh my my wave runner. That's I drove it. by and it wasn't there and I was like, "Wait, where is it? Where is it?" And they just hadn't gotten it out of storage yet. Yeah. Well, he, he had had his boat stolen from him and then they all thought that he had passed away. All the people that were involved in Jeez. taking his boat. Really? And it was a it was a huge deal, but he's a mariner. Like there are rules. He's from the East Coast and there are rules of the sea that us inlanders, we have no idea about. And so they were just, I guess, following the code of the sea with this boat. And they had taken it. And to their uh, little, to their knowledge, they, they had no idea that he was still alive. And so he had found himself on this island. And he was trying to talk to people and see if they had any recon, uh, any intel on who had taken his boat, how he can get it back. And then he found this guy who made swords and like um Jeez, really? I don't know what it, what is that called like uh do you know a when sword you're maker? like a blacksmith like yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was his craft but he's like how do I know you how do I know you and he's like my dad used to be a pirate and he's like no way Arr. I know your dad that is crazy and so they got together and this other guy was in love with 
this girl that was a royal. And so she was way out of his league. And so they were just trying to focus on getting this guy's ship back. And, you know, after a while, they thought that maybe their efforts were lost. And so they just, can you take that phone call, please? Because I can't talk about this anymore because I forgot the rest of the movie. Hey, good morning. <laughs> How are you? Good Good, how are you? Good, help us, please. Please. Is it part of the Caribbean? It is. Okay. My favorite movie. You know what? I watched it the other night with Liam, and then I, like, dozed off, and I forgot the rest of it. I saw that they had fallen in love. But you know what I found on Netflix is the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Oh, Oh my God, it's the funniest oh. thing. Just go to the part where he talks about her crapping in the bed. That's it, the best part. Yeah, that's what I watched yesterday. And he called it a coiled dookie. <laughs> and it was, I mean, if you have time to watch it, like on the treadmill or something like that, you have to just check it out because it's all the behind the scenes and his smirks and it's cut down for you to enjoy. It's funny. I did catch it live. I was watching some, um, uh, an attorney doing live coverage on it. And some of it was just hilarious. Yeah. It was just so, so I didn't get to see it. I just kind of cut, cut, cut a so let's bring your problems on the radio see what everybody thinks and there's usually a decent chance that our audience has been through something like this or at least they've got some pretty good advice for you we say good morning to mallory as i know we're going to be talking about your job as a waitress here you're disturbed oh more than i would like to be so i work in the service industry and like i know you know it's kind of there's a service with a smile thing. And like, obviously when I'm like talking to my tables, I'm smiling, like I'm happy to be talking with them and interacting, but if the goal is like to have good service, meaning you get like the orders are correct and things arrive in a timely way. Why is my boss deciding that I now need to smile all of the time, including when I'm in the kitchen? Even when no patron can see, see you. Okay. So we used to work with somebody and she never smiled. And they actually did talk to her about, do you know who I'm talking about? I do know. They actually talked to her about, you need to look happier to be here type of thing. But I mean, she's behind a computer all day. So they want her to like maniacally smile and type on the keyboard the whole time. I think that's a (laughs) lot to ask. Are you getting your orders correct though? Like, are you doing your job? Yes, I do a great job. And my tables all love me. I just don't see like... My game face is on when I'm interacting with my customers. Why do I need that face on when I'm in the kitchen? And we, I mean, this particular place where I work, we all know that the the cooks, like, talk smack about us. The moment we're out the door, they're, like, saying all kinds of awful things about <laughs> oh. us. And now you got to be smiley when you go in there? Yeah, why? You know what this reminds me of? Have you guys seen Office Space where uh, Jennifer Aniston's character has to wear so much flair? Yeah. And she's like, I don't, why do I have to put on 35 pieces of flair? There's this a new like, button. It's exactly what this reminds me of. So she had messaged us and we said, call and talk to uh, talk to us about what your boss had pulled you aside, told you what is now the rule that she needs to smile everywhere at work. Now she is a waitress, not just at the tables, but when she goes back into the kitchen, it's all about creating this harmonious environment. And I just do think that it is circumstantial. It's where you work and what you do. If you're sitting in a cubicle, I do not think that you are expected or should be expected to smile. If somebody is exchanging a pleasantry, yes, you have to be pleasant. You're at work. You have to be a nice person or else you end up in a meeting that you don't want to be in. So 
Do you think it's necessary for her to have to smile everywhere? Uh, Kim, I guess the big question I would ask is, would you tip less if your waiter or waitress wasn't smiling? Your, your service is fine, but you're, they're just not smiling. Ooh, I think so. Yeah. Really? She doesn't get any of your order wrong. Your water never runs out. Food is there lickety split, but she's just like not smiling. You're going to tip her less? I guess I don't know. I'm not sure what I would do. It's a weird one, it right? It would bother me. Yeah. I, I, it, it would is. bother me, too. I would wonder, like, I think that when it comes to that kind of service, a smile is needed. There are other services, like, I don't know, you go in to pay your cable bill or something like that or get something fixed. I don't need someone cheesing the whole time, but I need a pleasantry, <laughs> you know? Right, right. Yeah, I think the service industry is the only place that we really expect that, right? Like, if you uh, if you get pulled over, you don't expect the cop to smile at you. If you go in to get your oil changed, like, you don't expect them to Why be Why shouldn't like, we expect a cop to smile at us? We're paying for them. That's a tough them. job, man. I, I don't expect that. Every day they put on that vest and think about how horrible the world is. I wouldn't expect them to smile either. What's trending? What's trending? I think there are several stupid questions out there. But today is Happy National Ask a Stupid Question Day, which um, is going to be good for everybody because now you don't have to feel self-conscious until tomorrow. So in your mind, what's the last stupid question that someone has asked you? Or what's a stupid question in your mind if you had to think about it? Usually a stupid question is when people call the show... And they say, well, do I have to be on the air? Mm -hmm. And you don't have to, but that's kind of what the show is. But that's okay. If you don't want to be on the air, obviously. But then what are you calling for? Maybe they just want to chat. Maybe they don't want to hear their voice. You just want to chat with me? You don't have any friends or family? Like, (laughs) talk to those people. No, no, no. This is an entertaining show. That's what it's about. We get that a lot. Like, well, do I have to be on the air? Well, no. Um... I know I'm going to miss the stupid questions when they're gone, like when Liam goes to college and those rides home when we're idle with conversation. And then all of a sudden he'll say, like, if animals could talk, which species would be the rudest, do you think? You know, like dumb questions oh. like that. But then you start thinking, like, yeah. probably a meerkat. They're no, rude. Raccoons. Rude as hell. They're just independent and they just do whatever they want. Or like brushing your teeth or wiping your butt. If you had to give one up, which one and why? You know, those well, kind sure, of questions. brushing your teeth because you could rinse with something and probably get are most they, of your crap off. Are these even like really stupid questions? Because no. they're kind of a conversation starter. So what is the last stupid question that was asked to you? You could share with us because today, go ahead and ask them. Feel good about it because it's National Ask a Stupid Question Day. And that is what's trending. I didn't really hear what the details were or how they reached their agreement, but apparently the writers and uh, most of the actors will be back to work uh, relatively soon. With that change, though, you're noticing a lot of streaming services, whether it's Hulu or Netflix or Prime or uh, however you stream your favorite TV shows, are adding a lot of old stuff back. And I saw that Moonlighting with Bruce Willis, which was like one of the greatest 80s kind of sitcom-y, rom-com-y things is going to be back, uh, or is going to actually finally get to streaming. And I thought, all right, well, let's say you're locked inside your home and maybe a second pandemic rolls around and you can only binge watch one old classic TV show. What would yours be? Me? Yeah. I'm going to say Brady Bunch. 
I have a lot of really good feelings with this. I would go home and watch this with my sister. We'd watch it with our grandparents. It covered everything, and it still transcends to this day, like school-related problems, dating, interfamily exchanges, equality, intimacy. What about hooking up with your mom? They never did. No, 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 no. I'm saying on screen. Not on screen, but behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, there were a lot of Later in the show. Yeah, yeah, I got it. It's hard for me to turn that off. But you know what? The segment after the last commercial break, you always learned was worth the wait because that's when the payoff happened. That's when everyone learned their lesson. That's where they all hugged. They said, thank you, Alice, for all of your hard work around the house. Pork chops and apple sauce. You know, I can't hear that pork chops are on the menu without saying pork chops and apple sauce. Is that, you remember I don't that? remember that. You don't remember that no. episode? I do remember how bad it got when they brought the weird looking cousin in. Though. Oliver. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> yes. Don't talk about Oliver with me. Uh, Paige had texted in uh, Golden Girls. I would watch it. At, oh, that's got to be streaming somewhere. For me, it's very, very simple. There was one show in one show alone that stands above all the rest. And it has to do uh, with them darn Duke boys and Daisy. Just a good old boy. How did you even relate to this? You didn't live Never even an ounce of this lifestyle. Well, they lived the, for, listen, there was one small thing that still to this day, I think is such a cool look. All right. The Duke boys, Bo and, Duke, Bo and Luke, both uh, had different flannels on. Yeah. Jeans though, belts. And you know what was part of the side of their belt? A gun? A knife. Oh. They had a knife in a knife holder. They always were prepared to cut something. Like myself. To cut something. Always ready. And then they would always escape from Roscoe P. Coltrane. Why would he even keep trying? And then they had a... Was there... Their cousin's name was Cooter. <laughs> was it Cooter or Cooter? No, it was Cooter. Oh. It was Crazy Cooter. Uh, All right, we got which it. Which ended up being Cat's nickname in college. So uh, <laughs> what did you, if you could stream just one show that probably isn't streaming right now, what would you suggest? John Olson says The Love Boat. Oh. What was that about? So The Love Boat was, uh, it was, okay, so like you're going to go on a Norwegian cruise line now? Yeah. But it was only people looking for love. And they always had the same bartender. They had their token black guy yep. who was Isaac, the bartender. And, and did and, he help people through problems because he was like wise uh, and hurt it all? Or yeah, what? what I think would happen, and, and somebody will probably correct me on this, but if I remember watching this, uh, he would he would be the bartender and you'd come up and like you'd be like, Isaac, I'm just never going to find love. And then he'd give you some sage advice. Yeah. And then you'd have your drink. And next thing you know, clarity, love, it strikes oh. you right up. Cr- so uh, the captain was Captain Stubing. Okay. And then his daughter also worked on the, the boat. They had a doctor on but the boat. But wasn't the daughter, wasn't that daughter um, famous? Wasn't it? Uh, well, yeah, she was a famous actress now. for a while. Silence of the Lambs. Wasn't it her? Jodie Foster? Wasn't it Jodie Foster? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Uh, I could be wrong, but I don't think so. But I remember they did have a doctor. Oh, and then they had kind of, I think his name was Gopher. I think they actually called him Gopher. Oh. And he was kind of like the the little whimsical funny guy on the boat. That would always be kind of getting in trouble, and he'd always be the punching bag for the jokes and stuff like that. Yeah, it's all coming back to me. I think this was on when I was growing up. It might have been on like Saturday nights. 
Don't that, touch that button, Tanya. So I think it was. Uh, no, no, no. I'd always I'm watching my story. I'd always like my mom and dad would always make us take a bath or a shower before church on Sunday. Yeah. So it always for sure have to be Saturday night. You get cleaned up, yeah. so you couldn't get dirty before church the next day. And I'd you know get out of the shower and the love boat would be on. We had one TV. I love that smile. That's how we old talk I about am. the love boat That's more often. Stuff. I like it. So what would be yours? I'd love to hear yours. Last weekend was family weekend, and I have a child at each of the colleges. So my wife and I, we got back from Nolan's rained out baseball tournament like late afternoon on Saturday, got ready and went out and uh, kind of partied with the kiddos. So it, was a, it was a good time. And we're standing there, and somebody had said something about the law. And this guy turns to me and he goes, hey, that's my last name. Lau. And I said, wait, what? Start talking to this guy. He's an off-duty cop. His last name is Law. Mm. I said, you got to be kidding. Show me. Pulls out his driver's license, shows me. I go, that is amazing that your last name goes with your profession just like that. And then you had mentioned yesterday the only way it would have got better if you'd have been a lawyer. Right. Do you know anybody in the radio business whose real last name would sync up with anything we did? Uh, I guess not. This would be like like if your last name was Cook and you're a chef, right? Yeah, right, right. So, yeah, no. Nobody in radio, I guess. I just want to know if you're aware of anyone who's got a last name that almost predicts what their future is going to be, like what they're going to go into. I did go to school with a girl whose last name was Hot. H-A-U-G-H-T. Okay. And she models, I guess. She used to be so gorgeous. And she still is a gorgeous person, but models, you, you go through different tiers of your modeling career. And now she's like in like Macy's as the mom, you know. <laughs> That's but, a lot of pressure, though. Yeah. I mean, growing up with the last name Hot. Yeah. You have to live up to it. But a- she was hot. Ashley, you know somebody, right? My grandma's dentist is Dr. Payne. Oh, what, her what dentist? dentist. Oh no, uh, uh-uh. is it P Doctor Payne? P A Y N E. I think so. I'm not exactly sure. I can't and uh, thanks for calling. I can't imagine that. Hey, did you call the dentist yet? Yeah, I'll call Doctor Payne to see <laughs> what time I can get in there. That's a bad Sounds one. Sounds like a wrestling name. Oh right, play the SmackDown on you, Doctor Payne. Payne. It's our friend New York. Who do you know, man? Give us something real quick. Uh, you were talking about the cops letting the law. Yeah. Well, you know, I went into the field, you know, sociology and psychology, you know, preferably more so mental health and drug and alcohol addiction. There was a woman in our class. Name was Mary Jane. Oh, no. Oh, my God. No way. Mary Jane, you know, the the weed and then the shape for beer. So it was hysterical. She wound up getting her CADC, which is a certification in addiction counseling. Wow. This was in, in Illinois. But what a... Yeah, the name was, like, kind of fun, you know, and and, and in class we would do these skits and stuff. And <laughs> I love you, Mary yeah. Jane. Yeah, great one. <laughs> so she played the two roles, yeah, the alcohol and the drug, you know, just with the name. We have some text. Stephanie says my dad had his vasectomy done by Dr. Love. No. That is so funny. Sarah points out that uh, Lucy Lawless played Xena, the warrior princess, who is basically vigilante, a vigilante. Yeah. Yeah. The Playhouse podcast is made possible thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Catch the live show weekdays from 530 to 9 on 1047 KCLD. Now, share this with a friend.